So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. A historic night for professional wrestling, not only for AEW, but also for NXT. AEW crowns a brand new TBS champion and brand new tag team champions on an NXT Braun Breaker finally breaks Tommaso Ciampa and becomes the new NXT champion. Rico Angurioso and myself, Jose G, will jump into all of this and more tonight on The Debrief. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the debrief here on Sports Keto Wrestling's All Elite page. Uh, we are live right now. You know what time it is. So go ahead and share tonight's show in your favorite wrestling group. Make sure you're hitting that like, share, and subscribe and smashing that notification bell so you never miss whenever we drop brand new content. Go ahead and give us a follow on all of our social media so you're always up to date with what we're doing. We got tons of stuff for you this week. A lot of stuff ahead of the Royal Rumble, so never miss whenever we drop brand new stuff. Rico, big night tonight, dude. Two new champions crowned on NXT. I mean, on AEW last night, NXT. Great week so far in pro wrestling. Monday night, we had a great show. We had a great day. Dude, it's been a great week in pro wrestling. And it's not over yet because we still have two more shows to go this week with AEW Rampage on Friday and Battle of the Belts on Saturday. So who knows how many other title changes we are going to be getting this week. This is a great way to start off the new year. You know, 2022, this is, again, we talked about it before, it's going to be the platinum age of wrestling. And it's starting off hot this week. I can't wait to go over it with you, Jose. Guys, go ahead and sound off in the comments what you thought of both AEW Dynamite and NXT 2.0. Fire off your questions and let us know where you're watching from if you're tuning in for the very first time. But let's get into these shows, man. Let's get into AEW Dynamite, the first Dynamite of the year on another network on TBS. And man, this show delivered from top all the way to the bottom to the main event. I didn't... I. Could not find anything bad with this show tonight. I really couldn't. The show was solid, very minimal on the vignettes. We didn't have a ton of vignettes tonight. Not a whole lot of backstage interviews. It was just really good matches after really good matches. Opening up the show, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, the American Dragon, going up against the AEW champion, Hangman Adam Page, and another barn burner, bro, another... Bro, another banger of a match. Both guys bleeding profusely in the ring within the, like the first 15 minutes of the match. Uh, it was a hard-hitting match. We thought it was going to be another 60-minute Broadway, uh, but it was halfway there, about th- around the 30-minute mark. Tremendous matchup. 
Hangman hits that that buckshot lariat to get the win over the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Another masterpiece at work here tonight. And this was a solid, clean win. This is the kind of win that you need. It's a statement win for Hangman Adam Page to truly solidify himself as the AEW champion, especially having gone, just like you mentioned, 60 minutes last time with no judges, just a time limit draw. This time we did have three judges at ringside just in case, three uh, three legends in their own right. Uh, we did have the World Strong. I'm glad that Mark it didn't Henry. come down to that. Yeah, uh, because because again, it, it goes back to my argument from last week. How do you judge a wrestling match, right? So yeah. I I what I did enjoy that you see Mark Henry and you see Paul White, and you see Jeremy Lin, and they're just there and they're just seriously watching the match and taking notes and just like really analyzing, not giving out any emotions, just being very serious, non-biased, playing to the character of a judge. They didn't have to use the judge. But I still found that part a little bit entertaining too. Uh, overall, man, this match delivered. I think this. Uh, I think we might get a third one, dude. I think we might get one more. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens down the road with that matchup. Uh, what was your What was your initial thoughts of the entire match? Oh, I liked it once again. Like this, these are two of the best professional wrestlers at this time. Arguably, could be ever. Uh, once it's all said and done, just putting on a great. A great match. They told a great story once again. Uh, it's all about you know Daniel Bryan playing to his stamina and then he's still doing his jumping jacks and playing to the judges. So just showing him like, oh, I'm still the technical master here. I'm taking this at my pace. So that way, if it does happen to go to the judges' score scorecard, it looks like he's the more dominant one out of the match. Uh, and of course, him picking at um, Hangman's arm the entire match. So really trying to nullify the buckshot lariat and to set him up for the label lock. So they told a really great story. Uh, especially with all the counters, they knew what to expect from each other. From you know the moonsaults that got missed, the buckshots being you know ducked under the Busaiko knee getting uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, countered. So like they told a really good back and forth, and I was getting ready. I was like you know I should have got my popcorn ready, get ready, sit down for sixty minutes, and then no. And then finally, I think on the third attempt of the buckshot Larry, this time Hangman gets it nice and clean. It's a clean win, so the, no shenanigans or anything. So could there be a third one? I wouldn't mind because we see that, you know, put these two guys in the ring, they're going to put on a great match. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think it might be time to move on and see what else that Dan and Brian, Brian Danderson can do with somebody else. And not to mention the storylines that we talked about before, because remember, there's two guys that are paying really close attention to this match. And that's one MJF and CM Punk uh, with them, mm -hmm. of course, having mentioned that, hey, essentially when they have the match against each other, that winner out of that match is most likely going to be the new number one contender. However... Things have changed just slightly because it is a brand new year. So by AEW rules, the records are reset. Everybody has a clean slate. So officially, Hangman Adam Page is 1-0. Brian Anderson is 0-1 to start off the match, which I love the lower third put on there. Uh, Hangman still hasn't won a match this year because obviously we just started mm -hmm. a new year. So they continue the the comedy with, the, uh, with Hangman's lower third. But this led up to the next match, which after we had this AW Championship match, which, like you said, thankfully didn't go to the judges' scorecard, which I'm still intrigued to see when that first match is going to happen, that the draw goes to the judges and see how they're actually going to play it off. Because as of now, we've had two judges' matches, and neither one have gone to the judges. So I'm waiting for that one time that it happens, because then you're going to have to clarify those rules on how they're scoring these matches, because they haven't really done it. At least with the UFC, they say, you know, octagon control, aggression, takedowns all that stuff so we'll see if we ever get to that point uh but 
the next match was MJF versus the captain, Sean Dean. That ended in a DQ right away because as soon as mm-hmm. the match started, CM Punk runs down to the ring, MJF runs away, and Punk hits the captain with a GTS. And I'm like, wait, is he turning heel? And then, of course, no. Excalibur explains, oh, oh, because he hit Sean Dean, he gets this, uh, uh, MJF gets disqualified. Sean Dean is the winner via DQ, which means starting off this brand new year, MJF is 0-1 after he's been on this long streak of winning matches. In this yeah. new year, he started off on a losing streak. And CM Punk basically says, until you face me in the match, this is going to happen every single time. So you're going to have a losing record. So say goodbye to all those championship opportunities that you're looking forward to, uh, which leads to a nice exchange between the both of them. And man, what do you think? How'd you feel about that? That little jab with the WWE with MJF saying, Hey, you think you're Roddy Piper, but at least he was, you know, talented enough to main event a WrestleMania. And then Punk chiming back, Oh, yeah, you can go and you can a uh, main event night four of the buy one, get one free show that that is. Uh, <laughs> but when you're done there, you know, they're going to release you faster than you last in the bed. In bed. And after that, Ooh. you're going to come back to AEW and I'll still be here and I'll still kick your ass. So how do you feel about that this that was, uh, spar match between MJF and CM Punk tonight? This was a very this was a nice back and forth. I I definitely enjoyed this one uh, compared to some of the last ones that we've seen that were like really jaw dropping. Some of them weren't that good, but this one was a nice a, a nice back and forth because now you have Punk deliberately messing with MJF's overall AEW record, starting the new year with a loss. When last year he was undefeated, like so, uh, so MJF is starting the year on the wrong note, you know, because of CM Punk. So that's going to add some animosity there. The back and forth uh, with the whole WWE referencing and WrestleMania referencing. Listen, I love how AEW fans love to shit on WWE fans, but here's the thing. You got AEW wrestlers talking about WrestleMania, talking about their product, living in their company's head rent-free, and WWE doesn't have to say a word, all right? I know they're trying to get noticed, but you can get noticed without having to mention your competition. So uh, I I, I love the back and forth, but if we can keep WWE out of their mouths, I think that would, uh, I think that would help them because it's just, you're just gonna get keep getting more of the same. You're gonna keep getting more of the same week after week. You gotta find another hook. That's just low hanging fruit. More low hanging fruit, Rico. Hold on, I think uh, I think you're your mic. Let me check. I don't know if it's you or me. Yeah, no, you're good. There you go. Uh, it, it it's that time of year anyway. We're getting close to the road to WrestleMania, so it's gonna be on people's minds. Anyway, but like you said, you don't need to give you know more credit to WWE. It it makes for a nice little pop from the crowd. The, ooh, but you're right. At some point, it's gonna be like, all right, you guys are better than this now. You you can come up with something fresh and original. You don't need to keep referring back to this. But at least for now, it it was enough to get enough heat on MJF where he snaps. He's like, fine, you want a match with me? Fine, you, you want a match? You want a match? Yes, I'll give you a match next week. It's gonna be CM Punk versus. Wardlow. So we're going to get a match Wardlow versus CM Punk. So it's kind of feeling like the five labors of Jericho to get to MJF at this point for CM Punk. But we're going to get there Wouldn't soon. Wouldn't be a bad idea. Wouldn't be a bad idea. We're going to get there soon. We know Wardlow is uh, not on the uh, happiest 
of terms right now with MJF and the rest of the pinnacle at this moment. Uh, but he's going to get a nice little spotlight match with CM Punk next week, which I'm sure they're going to deliver. And then speaking of Wardlow, he did have a another uh, squash match. Thanks. To, uh, well, this time the victim was Antonio Zambrano, who got to feel not only the Powerbomb <laughs> oh Symphony, God. before the match even really got underway, he got hit with the C4 from Sean Spears on the outside, who throws him in the ring. He's like, go ahead, pin him. Pin him now. Like, he's done. He's out. Wardlow's upset. And he still hits him with not one, not two, five power bombs to poor little Antonio Zambrano. Oh man, he did not stand a chance in hell. And again, they keep adding a little bit more and more tension between Wardlow and the rest of Pinnacle, specifically Sean Spears and MJF. So we'll see when this all comes to a head. And we have this upcoming match eventually between MJF and CM Punk. Where again, the winner could eventually be the next contender for Hangman Adam Page's AEW Championship. So there's a lot of like little little bits and pieces starting to put in the right place to see when they're going to start activating some of these, you know, these extra storylines that could happen. Which we, you know, it could be sooner rather than later. We were predicting maybe next year in the mm-hmm. Diamond mm-hmm. Uh, Battle Royal. It might actually be coming up before, even before Double or Nothing. So. We'll see how this continues to play out between Wardlow, MJF, CM Punk, Sean. It's going to happen. It's going to happen be... sometime soon. That guy's a superstar, bro. Uh, guys, if you're just tuning in right now, go ahead and give us a like on our Facebook page. We just dropped a brand new Facebook page on our Sports Kita dedicated to everything AEW. Follow it. It's the Sports Kita All Elite page. If you're just tuning in and you normally watch us on Facebook and you couldn't find us, uh, normally, it's because we're not broadcasting on our uh, Sports Kita wrestling page. We are broadcasting on the Sports Kita All Elite page. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. Just make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, share, and subscribe. Tons of stuff for you guys on the daily. All right, man, let's continue here. We had some pretty good matches, man. We had the final of the TBS Tournament Championship for the TBS title, Jade Cargill going up against Ruby Soho. It was a really fun match to watch. Uh, we knew this that this tournament was made for Jade, right? For we Jade. knew, we yeah. knew. But when you look back at this match, um, Ruby did the very best she could because Jade isn't like as seasoned as Ruby, so right? <laughs> so you can you can tell it was evident in can, this match. You, yeah. It was really evident that Ruby was doing the workload on this match and and my hat off to her because she is a ring generalship plus i think she's gonna be the one to take it off of uh miss Britt baker yeah and again we finally get to a point where the aew's women's division is in a really good place right now because now we have the second title in the tbs you know the new tbs champion and jay cargo uh, in the middle of the match, we did have Mercedes Martinez, who again. Oh yeah, that's faced, right. We had a little who, run in there. Yeah, so Mercedes cost uh, Thunder Rosa a shot at this final, uh, which of of course, as Mercedes came out in the match tonight, Thunder Rosa came out as well and fought her off. So uh, we have this little nice little mashup that's going up for the TBS Championship on mm-hmm. Battle of the Belts on Saturday. We are going to have the match between Dr. Britt Baker, DMD <laughs> versus Riho. So, yeah, there's a lot of great talent now in the women's division. And we shifted, just like you said, from Ruby losing to Jade here. She had a backstage segment with Tony Schiavone where Britt Baker got involved. And even Ruby pointed out, like, 
uh, you still haven't even beaten Riho. You know, and you and you want to get in my just, business? Just leave me alone. She's like, oh hell no, she just told me not to leave me alone. And just like that, we have this brawl going, and we have a tag match on Friday, right before the championship match, where Ruby is going to be teaming up with Riho to go up against Jamie Hader and Doctor Britt Baker. So yeah, I can easily see Britt winning against Riho and immediately being in a storyline against Ruby Soho, and not mm-hmm. being surprised if Ruby Soho, like you said, is the one to take it off of. You know, Britt Baker, and we can have Thunder Rosa, you know, taking off of Jade. So, like, now that we have officially have a second title, I think this is going to be a nice platform for this women's division because we can have these multiple storylines like we have with the TNT and the AEW Championship. So, I think this is great. This is a perfect time to do it with the new year on the new channel. And Jade is a perfect person to have starting off as that champion. I agree. But, man, this women's division is really kicking off great this year. And I'm looking forward to all the different dream matches that we're going to be getting. And we're getting. Even though we're not a new match, we're getting hopefully the rubber match between Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida next Wednesday as J- uh, JR sat down with Serena Deeb, really talking about their rivalry that they've had recently. So hopefully mm-hmm. this feud will come to an end so then both of these ladies can go off either one of these titles because that'll be another great addition to each to each uh, division here. Guys, I'm I'm reading a lot of your comments. Uh, I've seen that Ricky Castillo is joining us on our, on our oh, YouTube Ricky. stream. Um, he's like, where the hell is the Facebook live stream? I didn't get the notification. <laughs> All right, Ricky, I'm going to explain it one more time. I got it here for you. We have a brand new page that we are uh, that we're putting our Wednesday night show, the debrief on, and it is called the Sports Kita All Elite page. So just make sure that if you normally watch us on Facebook, go ahead and head on over to the Facebook page, the Sports Kita All Elite. Make sure you hit the like, hit the default. All right, so you can see first. So that way, when you know when we drop brand news, uh, brand new stuff for all elite wrestling, anything that's AEW related, you'll get that notification along with the debrief show. So make sure you guys go ahead and do that right now. All right, man. What else did we see here on uh, uh, besides the TBS? Let's see, we got that. Oh, we Malachi had the murder Black, of Malachi one Black, Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> yeah, that was just he. He went for for his uh, for his signature, messed it up, and met his face Black with the mask. foot. Uh, and then this this amazing tag team championship match, the Lucha Brothers going up against Jurassic Express. When Jurassic Express finally getting a tag team title win in their first reign in two plus years, dude. Crazy. About yeah, time. I'm, I'm really it, happy for them. As much as it, you know, it saddens me to have the Lucha Brothers lose those AEW Tag Team Championships. There's so many good teams now, and they showed it after the match where after Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus were given the titles, pretty much the entire tag team division came out on that stage and just reminded you just how freaking stacked it is when you have, like, FTR standing next to Red Dragon. You have Private Mm -hmm. Party over here. and There's just so many talented teams. And I did like how Bobby Fish and, like, Kyle Riley just, like, Pose the entire time while everybody's just like still walking around and be like talking and all, and they just stood there the entire time, like just ready. So it just goes to show like this new year is gonna set off again, it's gonna be a great year for the tag team division. Which, oh, uh, you know, that's a prayers go out to uh Matt Jackson, who uh, the Young Bucks revealed oh, in their oh. updated info on their uh, Twitter page that J- uh, Matt has COVID, so hence why we haven't oh. seen any of the Young Bucks. Yeah. Dang. So they okay. like update all these things, and then like, oh, uh, we we book ourselves to be strong, all this stuff, and uh, Matt has COVID. 
So like that's how they let everybody know that Matt Jackson has COVID. So hopefully he recovers quickly because that's another tag team to add to this. But man, those are really great spots. And this was the highlight of Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy. Like Mm -hmm. those two guys. It really was. It really was. And JR even said it's like these are arguably two of the best right now, especially the best high flyers, like, you know, speedy, agile guys. Is these two guys. They had that nice little bit with all four of them where they're all like slapping each other, but you have Ray Phoenix and Jungle Boy in the middle holding each other, and then they wind up doing the like springboard arm drag. Like yeah. these two guys are so amazingly talented. So it's great to see all these guys uh, in the ring. It does look like, and you guys are mentioning it a lot in the chat. So there was a spot where Luchasaurus basically uh, choke slams Ray Phoenix through a table uh, that's ringside, and it looks like Ray might have really damaged his arm, and even Luchasaurus. Because he looked like he was coming holding it up too. Yeah, I saw some people on Twitter were saying, I don't think Ray Phoenix's arm was supposed to bend like that. Uh, it lo- it did look pretty gnarly. I, I hope that he's okay. Uh, so, but dude, this match was crazy. We had this was a high, a, like a video game highlight reel of move sets throughout the entire match, right? It was just like everything you would put in your character on a 2K WWE game, right? And all you're hitting is your signature moves. And this, it, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. All the power moves, all the signature moves, and everybody's kicking out of your finishers, right? Uh, it was it was awesome to watch. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, it was awesome to watch. Uh, but that first match of the night, dude, that match was just insane. Oh, of course. And just imagine when they start pulling the trigger for Jungle Boy to be in that main event title. Like Mm-hmm. He survived the fear factor on the apron. That's where uh, Penta had his legs on the top turnbuckle, hit him with the fear factor on the apron. They went inside the ring. He hit him with the fear factor inside the ring itself, and he kicked out of it. Somehow, Jungle Boy, just as soon as he kicked out of it, that's when you kind of knew they were going to win. But he kicks out of that. Uh, there was a spot where it looked like they were going to uh, put Jungle Boy away, and the lights go out. So I had to text you this earlier because – after Malachi Black defeated Brian Pillman Jr., the Lucha Brothers come out because, uh, as Excalibur kept reminding everybody, <laughs> that Hawk got blinded by the mist from Malachi Black. That's why he hasn't been on TV. So they came out to the ring. Malachi Black turns the lights off. He teleports back to the ramp so he's able to get away. And then they had the Lucha Brothers go back to the backstage to then come out after Jungle uh, Jurassic Express for the, the match. And in the middle of the match, the lights go out. So as they're getting ready to hit a double team on Jungle Boy, the lights go out. So it looks like we're still going to get a storyline between Malachi who Black and the Death Triangle. And just like um, who mentioned it? Somebody mentioned in the chat. Yeah, Ricky Castillo and Stephen Chambers. I was thinking the exact same thing. I thought in that moment we were going to have Brody King make his debut. That um, didn't happen. The House yeah. of Black is going to be here soon. Just not yet. So probably now – it's pro- it was probably going to happen now that Ray Phoenix might have to recover from this injury. It might be postponed a little bit, but it looks like that's kind of where we were going. Christopher Ryan Cooper watching us on Facebook saying, Rico, that arm was bent backwards, backwards. bro. I can't believe yeah. they showed the replay. I can't believe it either. It's it's probably going to be out for a while, maybe. Uh, Victor Nash, Jose, I'm glad Hangman and Danielson <laughs> wasn't the first blood match. Right? Been quick. That would have been, that been, been done in nine minutes, dude. That would have been done in nine minutes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so yeah, man. So overall, what did you think of tonight's dynamite? How do you oh, score one through 10? You guys too, who are watching right now, how do you score AEW dynamite tonight? The first one on TBS 
keep in mind we got two title three title matches and two title changes so i thought well one title change and one new champion so uh i thought this was an excellent show rico i've never given aew higher than an 8.5 and tonight i'm giving it a nine this is a nine this is a nine show easily yeah tonight was a good show from top to bottom hell of a hell of an opening match with the aew world title the uh the inaugural tbs final with ruby soho and jade cargill that tremendous tag team match at the end dude it was just from top to bottom absolutely great uh barely any vignettes barely any backstage interviews we had some small little things like with a serena deep here and there but they didn't it didn't last very long so i like the show it was really focused on the match on the matches because it was their first time on tbs giving mm-hmm. it a nine yeah no it solid solid nine i think the only way you can get a 10 is if you do have like Brody king and the house of black be debuted against uh the lucha brothers or somebody else or even um like you guys are saying here, uh, Stephen Chambers. Yeah, imagine if the Briscoes would have showed up tonight. Like that, <laughs> that could be that and Miro. Miro showing up in like an impromptu yeah. TNT Championship match, winning it from Cody Rhodes. That would have made it a ten. Uh, but other than like like you said, every single spot was great, and not only for tonight, but also setting up the matches for Friday and Saturday. They're setting up two shows all at the same time, having this TBS premiere. I thought AEW started off fantastic. This is how you start off the new year on dynamite so amazing completely job aw completely agree and it looks like a lot of you guys that are watching scoring it pretty similar i see some eight some nines i see a 12 by ricky castillo <laughs> uh it's kind of like that girl that's getting interviewed on on tiktok i don't even see that video he's like oh how would you rate me uh one through ten 12. 12.5 <laughs> <laughs> uh guys if you're just tuning in for the very first Welcome to the show here on The Debrief, where we break down NXT and AEW Dynamite weekly every single night, uh, every single Wednesday night at 10.05 p.m. or in the 10.05, 10.30 hour, depending on the type of matches or things that happen uh, during the show. Uh, but guys, make sure you are hitting liking, sharing, and subscribing on our YouTube channel. And make sure you are following our brand new Sports Kita All Elite page on Facebook we normally broadcast on our Sports Keto Wrestling page, but this is still a little extension of that page. But it's an all elite page where we put all AEW content there. So make sure you are liking that and setting your notifications to see first. So that way you get your notifications when we go live. Rico, let's jump into NXT 2.0, oh, New man. Year's Evil. Man, this show delivered. This show was, listen, this show was just as good as as Dynamite. Like, it, it's it's a different show. There's two it's different, different settings. Co- yeah, yeah. It's, a diff- <laughs> it's two different shows, right? Two different settings. You, you know, have something that's, you know, in a building. But it didn't take away from how good we had. We had all these title matches. We had a women's title match, triple threat. We had the main title, NXT title match. Then we had a tremendous six-man tag with Riddle and MSK and Imperium with Walter. Walter. Which was great. And Walter, hello, looking absolutely shredded. He's slim so far he's down. Slim down. He looks like he's lost like a good 25, maybe 30 pounds. You can start seeing abs on Walter. Walter he went from abs, Walter bro. in all capitals to just Walter with a capital Walter. W. Just a normal Walter now. <laughs> he, he he's looks just a normal Walter shape, now, but he still looks great. 
I never would have. I could, I wouldn't have pictured a Walter with abs until I saw it. Imagine, last night. bro. Imagine that he just keeps working, keeps working, but he comes back like an absolute unit, bro. Like with the twelve pack and just he has traps upon traps, but he just like an <laughs> absolute unit. It, he might like get there at this from point. Fighter, like he's a character looking, from Street Fighter. Exactly. That's what he's starting to look. Like. He's starting. To, he's getting closer and closer to looking like Zangief every single day, uh, just without the chest hair. But uh, before we got to that match, man, to kick off New Year's Evil with the title unification match, Carmelo Hayes versus Starting Roderick Strong. Hot. Starting off hot. Man. Like, Love that match, dude. That uh, match was absolutely great. Another uh, black and gold versus 2.0 uh, situation here with Roderick Strong uh, being the holdover from black and gold. And by the way, if you guys didn't catch our, our, story, our, breaking, our top story earlier, a bunch of NXT releases. Hachiman, part of those round of releases uh, from the Diamond Mine. They didn't have anything in store for him, so bye-bye. Pero this match, badass, dude. This match was great. Carmelo shot and did not miss, and now he is the undisputed North American champion. Because they're not going to call it the North, the North American situation. <laughs> they're completely eliminating the Cruiserweight title division. And now he is the undisputed or the unified North American champion. I thought this match delivered, bro. What'd you think? Oh, yeah. And it's clear that there's, four, you know, the three pillars right now of NXT 2.0 is Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Braun Breaker. Because, man, Car- like, Ever since they put him in that North American uh, championship, the breakout tournament. So ever since they put Melo in that breakout tournament, they've clearly been behind him. Even before that, when his first match was against Adam Cole, baby. Like, they have high hopes for Carmelo Hayes, and he continues to deliver every single time he's in the ring. And then partnering him up with Trick Williams, I thought is great because now just the chemistry between them is awesome. You put him in the ring with somebody as talented as Roderick Strong, who, again, mm-hmm. like I've always said for a long time, he's like the Dolph Ziggler of NXT because he can make anybody look good. He's just a solid worker, and he sold for Carmelo Hayes. So he made him look great. I um, want to see where they're going to continue to go with this NXT North – undisputed NXT North American champion. Was so he we'll trying – now, there was a one spot in that match. Was he trying to do a end of heartache from the top rope? Like, I have oh. no idea what that move was, what? but it looked crazy, and I'm glad Carmelo didn't get hurt. Like, yeah, I thought Carmelo might have landed on his neck. No there. That idea. was really scary. And, and even Vic and Wade didn't know what to make heads or tails because it looks like it was trying to turn into like a Spanish fly of some sort, but like it didn't get to that point. It looked like Melo tried to turn into like a cutter somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looked crazy. It looked dangerous. It looked cool. And it wound up leading Carmelo Hayes to the win after he hit the top rope leg drop. So. I'm just glad both guys survived that move, whatever that was supposed to be. And <laughs> Carmelo Hayes is going to lead this North American division going forward. Uh, we got Stephen Chambers saying he'd like to see a rematch with Hayes and Strong. Yeah. Victor Nash saying it was the best NXT since it became NXT 2.0. I have to agree with that. But besides Halloween Havoc, I thought Halloween Havoc was pretty good. good. Uh, but New Year's this Evil, really this, this, this special definitely delivered. Uh, we did have a couple uh, different segments. We had a segment with... AJ Styles and Grayson Waller bringing his Grayson Waller effect to NXT 2.0. Uh, great segment. Uh, we had a little semi altercation, but at the end of the night, we had uh, well, at the end of that segment, uh, Grayson Waller wants to have the lights 
and the spotlight for him to shine after accepting AJ Styles' match challenge for next week because AJ wanted to fight last night, right? He wanted to go last night. He mm-hmm. rose in gear. He was ready to go. He was like, come on in here. Grow a sack, all right? Grow a sack, and let's fight. He's like, nah, we're going to save this for the spotlight, for the main event. We're going to save it for next week. So next week we're getting AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, going up against the Australian, the most healers, the most hated man in NXT, Grayson Waller. Oh, man. But he's right. It's going to be the main event for next week. So congratulations, Grayson Waller, getting your main event, continuing to hog that spotlight in NXT 2.0. Uh, so yeah, Victor Nash saying that was supposed to be an Xplex from the top rope, which oh yeah, that's what it, it looked like it could have been. It just looks like it could have gone a lot worse than it did, but it looked pretty cool coming off the top rope. So I'm down to see that. Um, mm-hmm. But man, one match which I gotta ask you also. Uh, so there was rumors saying that Jeff Hardy was supposed to be the original Shaman when it came to MSK, okay. but I feel like that wouldn't have been as good as the match as we got last night. With Correct. Riddle teaming up with MSK for the six-man tag match. And I feel like if it was Jeff Hardy, they would have lost. Uh, but it's it's Riddle. It is one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, even using the RKO to get the win, or to help set up the win for his team. But, man, just like you said earlier, I love seeing Walter in NXT proper instead of the NXT UK. I hope... He's if he's not going to be here for an NXT title run, they, they put him to main roster quick and bring up the rest of Imperium with them because those three guys together make an amazing team. They look great. Absolutely. And they really helped MSK look really good. But, of course, they had the power of the bro with them on their side. Even though I didn't really like um, Nash's hair, that looked a little too much. Uh, with the, oh, what the are you colorful... talking about? That side ponytail with the colorful purple and, 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 and green? Yeah, I can't, it kept reminding me of somebody. Right? I just couldn't think of who, but I was like, all right. Uh, but MSK getting the win, and they got a nice little rub from uh, Matt Riddle. So do you think this is going to help them going forward? Are, are you sold on MSK now with their allegiance with Riddle? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how they do without Riddle next week. We'll see when, the, when they don't have that Riddle rub. Will the crowd still be behind them? That's important, right? Because when they did, you know, as champions or on their way to champions, people turned their back on them really quick. Like mm-hmm. people just did not, were not feeling them out. Now that we got that Riddle rub, maybe that'll help them out. Uh, but that was a tremendous matchup for MSK and Riddle. I love the remix of the theme and the entrance. I thought that was cool with the DJ doing the his DJ. thing. Yeah. Um, uh, but let's talk about this this Von Wagner promo real quick, right? Oh, now Von Wagner is well aware that he ain't very well liked in 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 the CWC. People just don't like him. Uh, a lot of you guys that watch us don't like him. I think it's uh, I think it's either Christopher Ryan Cooper or Ricky Garcia that says uh, that his eyebrows and his forehead just freak him out, right? Uh, that was pretty evident last night, and he just used it as fuel. And delivered actually not a bad promo. You know, he didn't stutter too much on himself, but he definitely delivered a better promo than he has uh, since he's kind of made his way into NXT. And in the midst of all this, this has having a promo with Chase, you know, with, with Andre Chase. Andre Chase starting to get over with the fans, right? 
Uh, mm-hmm. His his guy that saved him last week from Harlan, uh, that he almost threw him off the building. He was in the crowd and he was just cheering him on. And he got in Von Wagner's face and Von Wagner pulled him out. And then Von Wagner started swinging at people in the crowd. Now, I don't know 100% if this is a work or not. And you guys may disagree with me, but I don't think that signal was supposed to happen, especially because the three or four people that were in that front row, I know those people. And those people, I think they work in the business. So I'm, I'm thinking that there is a little bit of both. But, dude. How crazy! He's just swinging at the fans. He's like, yeah. he's like, oh hell no! What? Our, like, no, you don't. Our you boys. Don't. One, yes, exactly. Our boy Jake Patrick. Jake Patrick was over there. He was one of the guys that was in that front row that was in that segment. So, yeah, they even posted some of the videos. Him and some of the guys that he was with. Like, it looked insane, and it looks, and it did a really good job of actually, you know, making Von Wagner seem more intimidating. It looked like it was a shoot. It looked it looked like it was a shoot. Yes. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing you need from him to give him some sort of character, like some something deeper than just looking like the caveman from the Geico commercial. So yeah, so this gives him a nice little edge to it that you know it, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, these hands are ready to eat for everyone, whether you're a wrestler or you're just somebody in the fan. So so I, I can't I can't with you all. I can't I can't with y'all. I'm reading some of y'all comments and y'all y'all are just getting wild right now. Like <laughs> look at there. Some people have one percent Neanderthal DNA. Van Wagner only has one percent Homo sapien DNA. <laughs> I told you, man, he's the brother of the Geico guy, the Geico caveman, dude. He's gonna be Captain Caveman, but even that. <laughs> we'll see if that's going to be enough to get him over with the rest of the crowds. But one person that doesn't have any problem getting over with the crowd, and even though it's not the most uh, unique or, you know, the first time we've seen this kind of entrance, Mandy Rose having a champion's entrance when it came to New Year's Evil, getting dropped off by the helicopter. I wonder if it was the same helicopter that Charlotte Flair used uh, in order to come out for her match. But she came out. Wistow in this triple threat match between Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade, which I kind of felt this way going forward, like this was going to happen. But how did you feel about this match with Mandy Rose retaining her title against, you know, the former NXT Women's Champion and Raquel Gonzalez, Big Mommy Cool, and this young up-and-comer Cora Jade who got, you know, the two sneaky wins over Mandy Rose, including getting the win at uh, War Games, for her team against Mandy Rose. How did you think this match? Was? I think this is the right thing to do, man. I think this is, especially you're protecting Raquel Gonzalez because she didn't get pinned, right? Uh, Cora Jade can take the pin because she's still really young. She's getting started in the business. And you'll get that little bit more fan heat, you know, from the NXT universe on Mandy Rose because she is the heel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're supposed to hate the heel, and she did it in the sneakiest of ways. And she didn't cheat. She just did a really tight tucking pin at the very last moment. And that just shows her in-ring experience compared to Cora Jade's. So I think this was just a good way to tell the story of the inexperience of Cora Jade compared to why Mandy Rose is champion while keeping Raquel Gonzalez strong because Raquel Gonzalez dominated that entire match. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I don't have much to add to that because what you said is right. You know, it's continuing to develop this young girl in, in Cora Jade. And it's a nice uh, 
you know, nice match to put her in against two experienced wrestlers with Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez. So Cora's going to have her time. You know, she's going to be hopefully a mainstay in this women's division. She's really young, and they can really develop her into, you know, being one of those next superstars. Hopefully fares better than Liv Morgan's doing right now on Raw. But, you know, she seems to be getting over the crowd, but right now it's really about, you know, Raquel Gonzalez. And how much longer do you think she's going to be able to stay on NXT before they pull her up to the main roster? I would say kind of similar, like what they did with Ripley last year, right after New Year's Evil, maybe a few weeks after she'll make her debut. I think just in time for the Rumble, and then I would I not could, be mad of Raquel I could in see, the women's I Royal could Rumble. See, I could see her in the women's Royal Rumble and making her way either probably SmackDown because SmackDown needs more women right now, um, especially that on on Raw. It is stacked. So I think Raquel Gonzalez can be uh, one could potentially take the belt off of Charlotte Flair at some point down the road if she still has it till WrestleMania because there's really nobody else that I can think of on SmackDown, not yet, that can really... Somebody's coming back soon, so we'll see if... uh... Hopefully Bailey is going to be able to shake things up. Uh, so I hope I hope yeah. it's Bailey. Bring I back hope on Bailey SmackDown. Back soon. Yeah, but SmackDown <laughs> needs, is in desperate need of women now that Tony Storm ain't there no more. So, you know, you can't you can't keep doing Sasha Banks and Charlotte for the next seven months. Uh, yeah, which I yeah, it's WWE and they love Charlotte Flair. So don't be surprised if it does happen. But yeah, hopefully getting some of these women either from NXT give or her a title reign just like Reigns, right? Give her a title reign just like Reigns. Just, Super year long. long. Let, her have, let her have a two-year reign. Because <laughs> why not? You know, this keeps her from breaking her dad's record faster yeah, rather than, you know, than having it happen right away. Um, but speaking of possible call-ups to the main roster, man, this main event match, NXT Championship match. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bronson Rick Steiner himself with his dad so in attendance. And I, they didn't really say a whole lot about it on TV. We had a lot of videos and stuff will happen afterwards. Oh, they talked was plenty amazing. about it today on the on the bump. They talked about it a lot. So quite a they, bit actually. Again, a great match between these two. And this told another great story where it was all about, you know, Tomasa Champa waiting for Braun to make that mistake because that's what happened last time in their match. Braun made one mistake. He slipped off that second rope, and that led to the fairy tale ending and him retaining his title. This time. You know, Braun was set to not make that mistake. And he was very careful in everything that he did. And, man, I love the fact that I hope this is the new setup for his finisher. Because not only did he do the press slam into the power slam, mm-hmm. he did the bulldog off the top rope, you know, a la his father. And then he got the submission win with the Steiner recliner, thanks to good old Uncle Papa Pump. And he became the new NXT champion. And they said, what, in only his 12th match? That he has mm-hmm. had so far, he's already NXT champion. And the spot that they didn't show on TV, which I thought was great, was as soon as the match was over, because uh, uh, when they gave him the title, Tommaso looked at him and he gave him the nod. So he gave him the nod of approval. It's like, all right, it's your time now, pup, young pup. But he went out of the ring and he shook Rick Steiner's hand. And then afterwards, Rick Steiner came into the ring and he held up his son's hand with the NXT title. So it was a nice feel good moment for the Rick Steiner. So. We talked about it before. I would not be surprised if he doesn't last NXT the rest of this year. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up on the main roster before the end of 2022. And I would not be surprised if he comes out I, with another name of I Rick can, Steiner. 
I can see him at the Royal Rumble too. That's another guy that I could see making his way into the Royal Rumble and possibly eliminating Johnny Knoxville, right? Like he comes in there <laughs> and he just just eliminates and just throws Johnny Knoxville with a you know belly to belly suplex over the top rope, you know, like some yeah. stupid shit like that. So uh dude, I've said this many, many times before. Braun Breaker is what is going to be the guy. Braun Breaker versus Roman Reigns passing of the torch. I can see that happening. I can totally see that happening. I think think that I think that'll be a tremendous matchup. Yeah, because when you look at it, like Roman's run through everybody on SmackDown. And of course, now the rumor is it's gonna be still Brock versus Roman at the Rumble, some Survivor Series esque type match, maybe with a unification of the WWE well, Universal Championship. We'll see. Well, for WrestleMania, probably, but for 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 Royal Rumble, bro, it's gonna be Brock versus Bobby oh, Lashley, bro. The yeah. dream match. Well, say like they so so Roman's gone through everybody, so they haven't really set up anybody to take that title off of him. So mm-hmm. don't be surprised if it is going to be a guy, whether it's in you know three to five to you know eight months time, of one Rick Rex Steiner being debuted on Monday Night Raw alongside either his dad or his uncle at this point to really give him all the championships. Give him all the belts, man. Have him be the one to dethrone Roman. Have him beat Roman Reigns with the NXT title and then do like what Kevin Owens did and step on that universal title. Step on that blue universal title. That'll put some eyes on NXT. If you want to top Kevin Owens' debut, that is how you would do Braun Breaker. If he defeats Roman Reigns, step on that universal title and hold hold that new multicolored NXT title whenever it drops. Because I yeah. have a feeling we're going to get a revamp of the title sometime down the road. Yeah. yeah I think. Surprised. All right, guys. Well, that is it for tonight's show. Before we head out, go ahead and rate your thoughts of NXT 2.0's New Year's Evil. I am going to also give New Year's Evil a nine. Rico, fantastic match uh, matches. Um, some interesting backstage stuff with... Uh, uh, with Boa, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, some other things. I really kind of tuned those things out. Um, but the matches itself, man, those matches were good. The title change with NXL, with uh, with Braun Breaker, it's the 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 era is finally ushered in with it is that now title. And officially the NXT 2.0 era here in 2022. But I can't, I just can't bring myself to give it the same score as uh tonight's show in AEW. So I'm gonna give it an 8.5. And only because we talked about how AEW each segment was important, whether it was for tonight or if it was to set up, you know, for Friday or for Saturday. Each thing was important. Here we had again, like you said, the backstage segment with Boa. We also had the batch backstage segment with uh Persia Perota and Indy Hartwell. So now Persia's gonna go two on one against Team Ninja because she's still trying to solidify herself. And she's like, no, you're still you know, in your whole thing with Dexter Loomis. So she's going to take on Casey Canzaro and Kaden Carter two-on-one, even though they said this is their year to be in the women's uh, tag team champions. And because they officially announced also, we're going to get the Dusty, Dusty Classics Cup, back. And Ooh. we're going to get the women's one. And they're going to do it a month apart. So in two weeks, the men start. And then the women's is going to start after that. So they're actually going to coincide at the same time. So it actually gives focus to each tournament, which I think is great. I would assume the runner, the clear runners would be Team Ninja. We'll see if it gets that far. But then they also uh, showed Wendy Chu, who was like, hey, who are you? He's like, I'm Wendy Chu. I'm Wendy Chu. And then she's like, once back, I, she's going to sleep. Now I can't wait to see her actually do her stuff in the ring because I feel like she is going to be one bad bitch. 
Like I feel like she's just she's just gonna take her sleeping mask off. She's gonna just put be her like tumbler down. She's gonna take off her onesie and yeah. she's gonna be like, yeah, and like she's gonna be that ass, like the like Orange Cassidy in a sort of way. Where like it's very unassuming, and you think like, oh, you're not gonna take her seriously. And then she gets in the ring, and then she's gonna be crazy and saying good. So I'm looking forward to that. But because like it, it's like hinting at things, but didn't really allude to anything serious. That's why I, I can't give my I can't bring myself to give it a nine, but it was a really really good show. Hey, it was it the was best really NXT show. show of 2022. That I can tell you for best, a fact. It was the best NXT show of, of the 2.0 of the of the 2.0 era so far. Uh, we got some of you guys commenting. Very very nice. Reese Lewis watching us on YouTube. Great show, guys. Tonight he's giving uh, tonight's NXT or one Tuesday night's NXT an eight. Uh, and a lot of you guys sounding off in the comments. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. I love this comment here by CRC. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Now I know I gave I, I, I gave AEW an 8.5, but I'm only doing this because I'm comparing NXT to past NXT shows, but I'm giving NXT a 9. See? Nice. That's fair. And that's completely fair, CRC. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight, talking AEW, talking NXT. We'll be back next week. Remember, we do have a brand new Facebook page, so go ahead and head on over there right now. If you normally watch us on Facebook, hit the like button on the Sports Kita All Elite page, all right? Hit the like button. On the like side, make sure you also set your notification to see first, so that way you get that little chime whenever we go live. If you normally watch us on, on YouTube, thank you so much. We're well on our way to 25,000 subscribers. So go ahead and keep on showing us the love by liking, sharing, and subscribing, and smashing that notification bell. Tomorrow night, Thursday, we got the bro show on Instagram. That's going to be at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 9.30 a.m. Indian Standard Time Friday morning. So go ahead and check that out. That's with DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, Ben Russo, and Dr. Chris Featherstone. Friday night, we got Dirty Dutch Mantel, Ricochino, and SP3 breaking down everything you need to know for SmackDown and AEW Rampage. Uh, don't know yet if we're doing a special Battle of the Belts recap, but if anything, we'll do a short video on that. Uh, and then on Monday nights, we got Vince Russo. All right, so we got the Legion of Raw with Dr. Chris Featherstone and Vince Russo. So check that out every Monday night. Again, we got the top story every afternoon at 6.30 p.m. covering the top headlines in the world of wrestling. So if you want wrestling content, we got wrestling content, hours and hours and hours of it, okay? And if you can't watch or if you don't want to watch it and you want prefer to listen to it, guess what, guys? We are in the top 100 wrestling podcast charts in the United States. So go ahead, find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review, five stars, so that way we can get found by everybody else and we can chart up even higher in the wrestling charts in the United States. So we thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. We will be back next week. Follow us on our socials at Jose G Official, at Rico El Glorioso on Instagram and on Twitter. And we'll be back next week with another episode of The Debrief. And remember, guys, when we are watching wrestling and when you are watching wrestling, you have to do the most important thing, which is gay, Rico. Enjoy. Enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Y no fuimos. We're out of here. Wow.